Hi, you're listening to I'dRatherBeWriting.com. My name is Tom Johnson. Today, I am chatting with Bobby Kennedy, who is the author of the course, Become a Technical Writer. He's got a lot of offerings there, and we're going to be chatting about uh, how technical writers can, or how people can get into technical writing, what kind of uh, things he offers, and some challenges, some tips, and other kind of info about that whole journey. So, Bobby, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us uh, where you're from or, you know, what you're, where you're based and tell us a little bit about these courses. Sure. Thank Tom. Thank you for the introduction and the, uh, the invite as well. So <clears throat> I am, uh, I am based in New York state enough in the beautiful Hudson Valley, about two hours North of New York city, previously lit from Brooklyn. And actually about the time I moved from Brooklyn in 2019, I was finishing up a, a long contract with a fantastic company. And the contract was due to end after a number of extensions uh, in February of 2020. So I would say for a number of months in 2019, I was thinking about, you know, I really need to offer a course. It kept coming back to me. I need to really offer a course because I'm closing 20 years of, of technical writing. And I have an unusual background in that I've been mostly a contract writer. And um, in New York City, and I've worked in a number of different fields to include you know, banking, media, et cetera. And um, I just thought I had uh, something to offer, especially since the beginnings of my career were so awful. I didn't start in 2000, as a matter of fact, even though it says that on my resume. I started in 1999, and it was such a disaster that I didn't even put it on my resume. I had one of the one of these uh, you know super duper uh, uh, developers who who wore a cape in the office uh, asked me to to he gave me a robo help disk on a Friday afternoon and said we're going to start with us on Monday. Of course, the rest was a disaster, <laughs> and um, I learned a lot from that. And I I continued to stumble and fumble around, and I thought you know it doesn't have to be this way, right? Back then, of course, we didn't have the LinkedIn we have now. We didn't have the, the courseware, the, the extent of the courses we have. And, um, but I had that experience, that, that very painful, embarrassing experience. Um, and about this time, again, it's like synchronicity, right? I, <laughs> a former employer of, employer of mine reached out and said, hey, Bobby, you're a great writer. Can you teach my daughter technical writing? And she was a student in the university at the time. Uh, she was, a, I believe, a, a sophomore majoring IT, and she really liked technical writing. So I thought, aha, I put together um, eight week, an eight-week course, and that was the skeleton of what I'm offering now. It was just a perfect, um, perfect um, confluence, no pun intended, of, of events. And ironically, the company I was finishing up with in, in, in February of 2020 came back in a few months and, and, and kind of badgered me to come on board as a technical writing manager. So I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I actually left and started something new. And, I, and they said, well, you can keep that. So that's where I am now in 2022. I'm doing this nights and weekends. And while I work for this multinational company as a technical writing manager during the, during the day. And my, my plan is to, uh, you know, I'm not in the tens of thousands of members yet, but I, my plan is to develop it so that it's, um, you know, much more, uh, much more extensive and, and, I, and I grow the courses so that I can get rid of my day job 
as the saying goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> if that, you know what I mean. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So your first kind of inklings of when you started this course were when a friend asked you to kind of teach their their young student technical writing. What what when was this? This was back in in the fall of uh, 2019. Ah, okay. And again, I I moved in the end of July, and I'm I, I just again I, this. If you understand how an idea can germinate for weeks or months, and you're like, okay, I got to do something, it just happened. It was perfect timing, um, and and the fellow, I had an extremely good rapport with the guy, so I had no doubt that his that that his daughter would be uh, would be a good student. She was wonderful. And since now, she's since then she's graduated. I don't know if she's working in technical writing, but no matter what she's doing, she's I'm sure I'm confident she'll be successful. So that's cool. That's yeah. cool. I. I was, uh, that sort of resonated with me because, uh, I started teaching some API doc courses, uh, at the request of people who would ask me, like, it wasn't something I naturally wanted to do. It was like, somebody reached out and they're yeah. like, Hey, can you teach this? And like, well, I could put together some stuff. And so I, I see how things sort of germinate and grow from there. So that's, that's cool. Yes. Now, now you started out with like one main course, but now you've got three i see like a basic intermediate advanced you've got a ux writing so how many courses do you actually offer now great question tom great question so i'm actually not not accepting students today at the moment because i'm, I'm, I'm restructuring my course offerings so i i originally had the big course right the the, the all-inclusive comprehensive uh technical writing course i called it jump school there's that's another story if we have time we'll get into that but um, I saw the need to break this course up into three offerings based on, on the three distinct levels within the course. And there's a couple of reasons I did that. One is that it gave people more flexibility. So the course, roughly speaking, the first course is a basic, it's, it's, a, it's a thorough introduction to technical writing. This is the mindset, you know, technical writing and editing, um, and, and also proceed, how to write procedures, for example. I've recently added how to work with SMEs, which is very important, as you know. Um, and I'm adding, adding a couple more as we, as we speak. Um, and um, then I, I, my second phase is, is focus on document production. It's actually doing the work. So, so um, I, we work on three documents, produce three documents for a portfolio. And the third phase is focus on marketing and interviewing. I don't, I don't know any other online course that does this. So, um, we, we, for example, have, have a mock interview for that third phase. And, you know, to get a certificate, you have to do it. And you have to do the documents to get a certificate. Um, you have to do the exercises in the first uh, phase to, to, you know, to get a certificate. So um, I'm also finding the price, you know, I, I, there are course, the course became almost $800. And a lot of people don't want, you know, they can't afford it, um, especially in, in, in um, you know, in other currencies, right? If you're working in another economy, it's a tough nut. So I thought that if I broke it up, I could I could offer them as a bundle or as individual units and give people just just greater a greater selection of choices. Um, I've had an engineer, for example, who who was a terrible writer who didn't want to become a tech writer, but she needed the basics. So, for example, phase one would be perfect for her. Um, and um, just to, just to give you an example, um, and uh, I also have just have started UX writing. Uh, I, I have an interesting background with that. I was not a UX writer for the majority of my career. Obviously, that's that's more a recent development anyway. But the last three years, I've been doing it intensely. So um, I've partnered with a company to offer a really good UX course. 
And um, so I'm really looking forward to that. March is going to be a big deal. Hmm. And the doors are closed to get ready for March. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, you, you mentioned, coming back to the description here, you mentioned that you have students produce several different, several documents uh, as part of the requirements of the course. I found this has always been the most challenging aspect. What kind of, how do you find projects for them? Are these, are these like real projects? Are these uh, imagined scenarios for docs? Like, tell me more about the documents they produce. Well, that's a great question, Tom. I'm really happy you answered that. Um, it, 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 you're right. It really is hard to, to find real scenarios. And I'm, I'm continuing to look. As a matter of fact, I'm in discussion with, with a company for, you know, to work on knowledge articles, for example, um, and, and to, to rotate these with, with a number of different app developers every month. That would be ideal um, because there's nothing like the real thing, right? So in the moment, I have what I have is... Um, what I have is, is a, uh, an interesting exercise. It's actually produced in Canva where I have a, I have a state document, a, a formal state declaration on COVID. It's, it's a mask requirement. And I have that translate that English, which needless to say is fairly Baroque into plain English, which again, it requires, it requires a lot of work. And then they place it in a, in a, in a COVID poster for a place like Walmart you know, for, hmm. for a sign. So it, it sounds very simple, but it's actually very difficult. So they learn, they learn intense editing, they learn image placement, they learn layout all in one. And, and we use Canva for that, of course, which is free. The other intense one is, is a, it's, it's a Salesforce, uh, Salesforce user guide, believe it or not. So Salesforce has a develop, a free developers edition. I don't know if you knew that, but it's a, it's a fully functional developers version. Um, there's nothing, nothing held back. Uh, I wouldn't put my data in there for long because they probably you know, flush it up every 60 days or whatever. But for, for learning purposes, it's wonderful. So people can go in and, and um, the, the next thing that's wonderful is that Salesforce does not use many screen captures and their, and their user help, and their help guides. So that it's really hard. If you get an assignment, you can't go and you can't Google the user guide that exists because it doesn't exist, right? So I get people used to, to um, you know, the whole from the template to uh, you know, uh, using Snagit to placement of graphics to how to, you know, they've already learned how to write procedures, and they they get all this um, this full experience, and and the document comes out to, you know, anywhere from depending on what they choose, anywhere from fourteen to twenty pages, and it and it looks great. I mean, but previously they couldn't do anything like that. Now they can do it, and it's it's a confidence builder. It looks great on a portfolio, and yeah, it's fake. It's X Y Z company or. I name it, whatever, whatever they, they want to put to it. So it's fake, but it's not really because they do the work. Hmm. So that sound great. I mean, um, I'm thinking of times where I was interviewing technical writers and we'd give them like some really poor documentation and tell them to fix it, which kind of sounds like your yes. COVID example, right? It's like, fix yes. it. and, and it's pretty eye-opening about how people can do that. I mean, it, it's not a lengthy sort of task, at least in these interviews, we'd give them like one page of docs. And yeah, the ability to structure information, to identify areas that need clarity and to figure out uh, techniques for doing that is something that uh, is at the, it's a, at the core of what we do, uh, simplifying complex information, uh, but it is very challenging. So that's great. Um, and uh, I also, let's see, you also mentioned that you have some interviewing techniques. So you have, it's not just like a writing 
a solitary writing endeavor. You actually have them interview people. How does that work? So it's um, it, it's a great question. Have you done mock interviews before? Have you practiced? No. no. Okay. So when I was in college, we we do mock interviews. As a matter of fact, after I graduated, they would continue to do that. And um, they're, they they they, I'm sure you're aware that that there are questions unique to technical writing that you have to ask or you should ask in an interview, right? One of the ones I find really fascinating is what's your process? <laughs> so if you get that, and the first time I heard that years ago, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what do you mean? And then I, I, I heard it again and I heard it again. And sure enough, I polished that up. So that's one of my questions. So as part of my marketing module, you know, my marketing and then interviewing, I, um, I, I, I list the questions, the, the most common questions and then I have a, 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 a what they call JD or job description. I have one that actually is live. I just changed the, uh, the people's names to protect their privacy. And I customized it for our course. I said, well, you know, we use these tools. And I added something like FrameMaker, you know, it's just to not make it simple. So based on the job description and the questions that are frequently asked, I, I hold these mock interviews and, and I'll, I'll go first. And then the person I interview interviews the next person. And I, I've, I've been really impressed by how much fun people have had and, um, and, and not knowing whether they're going to get stomped on or, you know, embarrassed or whatever. It's, it's difficult. It's really difficult um, when you're not used to it. Fortunately, I, I've probably done about 70 interviews in my career. And just because I, I was interviewing almost every year, multiple times. And um, I, I really do think it's a huge confidence builder. And it's really important if, if you expect to get people like job ready, as my website says, hmm. um, I think it's really important. It's one of those, look, when you, when you have a business, you're trying to look for different differentiators, right? And I think it's one of those things that really differentiates my course is to use a cliche, cliche high touch, much more high touch than say a Udemy course where, look, you, you can't really blame them when they're getting paid $20 a member or whatever. So, um, so anyway, um, I hope yeah. that answers your question. Yeah, no, that, that is good. That, that is good. Yeah. And uh, I think that, yeah, mastering that interview is pretty key. So you're, you're helping them prepare a portfolio of writing samples uh, that have been kind of, uh, you've helped them produce high quality stuff, right? And then the interview gets them ready for that, to be able to sell themselves in the actual interactions with the hiring team. Um, what else? goes into kind of this preparation. Uh, you mentioned quite a few things like, how about the advanced course? Um, is there anything there that, that uh, you haven't touched on that you think you want to bring up? Um, well, 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 that, that I see, I, I think that's the, I think the advanced course. So <laughs> I have to decide on my nomenclature, right? Because I, I right now I have phase one, phase two and phase three. Yeah. So, and that's, that's kind of like phase one is introduction, basic. Phase two is the intermediate. Phase three is advanced, and I'm I'm still right now. Is is phase two is the um, the intermediate course is actually the documentation. Some would say that's a lot more challenging than advanced course, which is marketing and interviewing. Okay. So you know I might switch that up, but so that's not. I'm still trying to nail that down. So that'll be that'll be open next month. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you said you also use kind of some video critiques in the class, like as you're going yes. through them, you, you and you mentioned that this is a high touch kind of lots of interaction course. Yes. Explain a little bit about the, the video format you use as you're kind of giving feedback or doing other exercises. Right on, right on. So I, I, I remember 
about a week ago, I, I woke up and, and a fellow, I, I think he was from a different time zone, had, had emailed me and I looked at it, I, I pulled it up and I, I, it was, it was like zero or minus degrees in my, in my, uh, you know, in my backyard. And I think I had my hat, my robe on and I gave him a video. And I, it was, it was funny. I mean, but all you could see was my head. He didn't know I had a robe on, but, uh, but I did have a hat on, but, but what I do is, is, um, I use a, an app called cloud app and, uh, it's, it's just very, it's, 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 it's very good at, at just clicking and running with a, with a, with a video. Um, you know, where I'm, where I'm in the bubble in the, in the, in the bottom, bottom corner of the screen. And I can illustrate, uh, I can just, I can personalize the experience of critique. And I, you know, when, if you remember, I don't know if you remember, but I sure remember when I got a word document back and someone put tracking on it, like to say when I was a junior writer and someone was a senior writer and it just looked like a murder scene, right? It just looked awful. You open up and you're like WTF. So I don't want people running. I don't want people running when they see that. So this is a nice way, especially the first time, to soften the opening shock. Um, and, and also, you know, I, I can't do, especially when they're starting, I can't like, like correct everything because they wouldn't even be able to make out what's, 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 what's legit, right? What they did correct. So this is like, hey, you start out, what do, what do they do right, right? So it's, it's really, really important to be positive and to give people encouragement because it's hard, man, it's hard work. And, and especially when you're starting, it's really hard. So I found it, I've been doing it for, for weeks now, not even months, but I found like people have reacted very strongly to it. Um, and, and I'd like to continue because look, it's quick and easy. Um, I can still do the, the edits, but it really softens the blow. Um, and it's like, again, I, I'm, not, I'm not nearly, I'm sure as video savvy or video editing savvy as you are, I'm really new to this, but this, this app really makes it easy. Um, again, it's called Cloud App. I just click, make the video run. I see when they open it, they give me a little, a little, a little bit of analytics. Um, and it's just wonderful that way. Just that's, wonderful. That's, that's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. I, you know, I often give like feedback on my students' essays. I've got a couple of high school students are writing essays and yeah, there's a completely different, there's a different experience between just adding comments and then kind of talking through them. Uh, just a few days ago, I, I added a ton of comments or well, not a ton, a lot of comments to one of my daughter's essays, but, but, and she thought, oh, that's good. You know, but it was obvious she didn't really get them. So I sat beside her and explained and talked through them and I could see the understanding start to kick in. So I imagine like with a video, you've got that same kind of personal context where you can really talk through a lot of the comments. And I think that's invaluable. So, you know, and, and the thing is, I'm not fibbing. Like when I, when I, I'm not fibbing when I say this is a really good first stab. You know, I'm not, I'm not fibbing. I'm not BSing someone when I say, look, this is, this is a great start because they haven't done this before. Right. Yeah. So, you know, ultimately, I want to get into to using Flare, et cetera. But I, I just in, in, in a course that's supposed to last a few weeks, learning Flare would, would, would eat that up. Right. So so that's why I use Word. And, and again, I know a lot of tech writers are kind of, um, you know, might be astonished that I, that that uh, my members use Word. But um, but it's great for just building their skills without being buried in, in a new tool. Yeah. By, yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I, I think if you use like Flare or some other help authoring tool, it would derail everything into a technical tool thing uh, rather than yes. like a learning how to write and approach content. It, rabbit holes, as we say, you know, too many rabbit holes. 
You, you also mentioned another aspect of these courses talking about, you know, emotional encouragement and keeping their, their spirits up by hitting on the positive. Uh, you mentioned that you have these cohorts that you group them in. Um, yeah. Tell me about that. I mean, it's not, it's not just an individual endeavor. They actually have like a little group that goes through the course. Yes. Yes. So it's a, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Um, I had a, I originally began with cohorts using Slack. I was leveraging Slack for the messaging and file transfer and organization, and it worked really well. A lot of people don't like Slack, I think, because um, because I think they don't know how to modulate, like tune it tune it down or tune it out a little bit more. So, um, but but it went really well for the first couple of classes, and I noticed that once I switched my model to entirely self-paced, so that they're not in a cohort. Like the participation just went whoop. So I went from 70 to 80% rate to just the opposite, to like 70% not completing or just getting stuck and not reaching out or, you know. Um, so I think there's a really, I think psychologically it's a really big deal to have a cohort. And I found that the, 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 the um, you know, they're, they're, because I offer a lot, because it's high touch. I, I found the, 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 the optimal size to be about 10 or 12. Like if I get beyond that, I'm probably losing too much sleep, right, right hmm. now. So, so, you know, ultimately what I want to do is let's say first draft, I, w- I want them to, to, to correct each other's first draft, right? And I'm thinking ways to do that. So it's, it's like depersonalized a little bit. So it doesn't get, uh, you know, how people are with, it's, 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 it's a very sensitive topic when you're submitting your first, they're submitting their first document and, I'm thinking maybe they give a, an, their favorite animal name and a favorite number and save the file like that. So it's so it's anonymous, something creative like that. So it depersonalizes it. And yet they can get the satisfaction of, of someone looking at the material. And I, I, as you know, look, critiquing is an art form. It really is. So that would also get them involved in that and also help me scale this course. You know, ultimately I want to scale it. I want to get uh, them more involved and, and add another instructor to the right. So, um, hmm. so yeah, so, um, I hope I answer your question yeah, about cohorts. Yeah. They, they, yeah, I actually yeah. had a, a cousin of mine is very big in online. She, she said, open it up. You got to open it up. Let them do self-paced. You know, it just didn't happen. It, I didn't see the numbers that she anticipated. And I was really discouraged to see, um, people disappear or just stall. And I'm thinking it, it, part of it has to do with COVID that, that it's just a crazy time and people are so burnt out. And, um, but I think in a cohort, it's like, oh, so-and-so is missing. Oh, maybe, you know, reach out to them or whatever. And, um, you know, with Slack, it, it takes seconds. So um, you have that thread. Um, I, I don't know if that, if this, yeah. this resonates with you at all. Oh, of, of course. Yeah. I was actually just thinking of uh, it, at my current work, I'm in a cohort of other tech leads and we're kind of chatting about um, things. There's, there's this ability to share with other tech leads about challenges and to get feedback from peers rather than just like a solitary module that somebody goes through. That's very impersonal. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's huge benefits to that. And and in my schools, the uh, kids are organized in cohorts as well, obviously, because as well as college uh, people have cohorts, it's, it's very common pattern uh, for a reason. So that's cool. to see. Uh, focusmate.com. Have you heard of it? No, no. Okay. <laughs> My tip today is focusmate.com is basically 
video conferencing with a stranger around the world. And, and it's just that it's, it's a, it's a one-on-one video session to hold each other. It's, it's an accountability uh, hmm. uh, exercise and it really works. I pay $5 a month. I can do unlimited sessions. And when I feel too isolated, I'm out here in the country next to the dairy farms and the horse farms. I just get on focus, mate. And boom, I get my focus back. It really, it really does work. And, and I'll be, you know, I'll be in, I'll be in a, a, somebody with, from, from Singapore or Hong Kong or whatever. It's, it's fascinating. Huh. And it's, and it's, uh, I would really encourage you to check it out because wow. um, it might help your students. It might help uh, colleagues, especially yeah. if you work remotely, especially m- most of us are nowadays. Right. Um, I've been fortunate to do it for a long time to work remotely, but it just takes the edge off of isolation at times. Wow. That's interesting. I'll, I'll check yeah. that out. I really hadn't heard of the focus mate thing. Yeah. Well, we've chatted about a few different things. I know there's a lot of different topics we could get into. Is there any, um, can you tell people a little bit about how they would go to find out more, like the website, the sign-up process, other kind of like uh, duration, like when's your next course and so on? Yes, yes. So, so Tom, I, I've got two courses launching in March. Um, and I, I, I just, for me, it's, it's, it, this is, not, um, this is m- not my only gig. So I have, I have actually the luxury of making it right. Before I before I announce the date, right? So, um, I, I I just want to get things right and polished before I release it. Um, and um, I, on my site, there's a pre-registration form. So if you go on my site, uh, become becometechnicalwriter.com, just drop the a, um, becometechnicalwriter.com. It'll have a pre-registration button on just about every page, and it's 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 a simple form. I think it's four or five questions. You know what? What interests you in technical writing? Um, and um, they can they can they can uh, uh, sign up there and uh, get on my mailing list, and they'll be first to know. So it, it's really interesting to see who who's interested, like where where they are in their career path. So some people are career changers, some are career pivoters. Like let's say they're working in they're a marketing writer, right? Some of them are former devs. I have one fellow recently gaming a gaming whiz. Who, who longs to become a technical writer? Um, really, really bright guy. Um, and, and so they're, they're, it's just fascinating to see what, what backgrounds they're from. And I think you know, I know that your articles. I, I've read a number of your articles. Point to, you know, what makes a good technical writer. What what might tell you whether that you're qualified. And I think the basics are: hey, you got to have strong writing skills, and and, and you should really enjoy technology or, or be interested in learning more. So, um, so that's it. That's what it comes yeah. down to. I think you have seven or eight in your one article. Oh, well, I, I get people reaching out to me every week with, with beginner type yeah. questions, uh, along just the same lines of what you described, you know, would I be a good fit for this? You know, I'm a former yes. something or another former engineer, former librarian, former academic, former yes. whatever. And you know, they, people are completely kind of lost. They need a, a somebody to guide them. And I'm yes. way too busy. Like I, I usually just point people to other resources and I definitely point them your way because I think uh, there's a strong need for introductory and getting started yes. courses on how to break into this field. It, it, it always sort of baffles me how kind of mysterious technical writing is. People just don't really understand what it yes. is, how you get in it. You know, they've heard it's lucrative, but it, you know, is it a lot of, interesting? There's a lot of misinformation too. And, and, you know, I don't know if you found this in your career, but 
I've found because I've worked at so many different companies that there's a lot of accidental tech writers. Like they didn't mean to do to get into there, right? but they weren't working in products or marketing and they were asked to do it. Like, hey, can you become, and that's what, and that to me suggests, you know, the real need for, for trained technical writers, right? Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I, I call them accidental technical writers. Yeah. But I've, I've met a lot of them. Met a yeah, lot of them. I like that term. All right. Yeah. So just to repeat, if you go to becometechnicalwriter.com, click the pre-register now, you'll get on uh, Bobby's mailing list and he'll let you know when the next course is in March. He's going to be adding multiple different options. So I'm looking forward to seeing all these, these different types of courses. Any uh, last words or comments you want to uh, provide to people? No, I, I, I really enjoyed this, uh, Tom. I, um, I, 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 um, I, I take this, this kind of commitment seriously. And, and to me, the biggest, the biggest charge I get is, is seeing someone go from having really strong skills or, or, and or talents and, and yet um, insecurities like we all have, and then landing a job. And, and I've seen it time and again, and I've helped do that. I, I've helped them you know, go through the whole, climb the whole, the entire ladder and to me, it's the greatest charge is to get an email back. I got the job. Um, and, I, and I see that time and again. And that's really the purpose of my course, you know, the introductory course. Um, and, and it's just the greatest charge. So, I, and I know that they can't do it with the XYZ courses out there. You know, with the, yeah. uh, the, there are very courses, good courses out there. They're probably great value for the money, but they're, they're most likely not going to help you get a job. So that's yeah. what makes my course different. Yeah, I love that emphasis on, on getting the job. You know, the, it's a great time to be looking for a job as well. There's a Absolutely. lot of opportunities, but that doesn't Absolutely. mean there, there aren't a lot of candidates as well. So, yeah. all right. Well, thanks again, Bobby. I appreciate you coming on to Thank this you, podcast. Tom. It was all a right. lot of fun. Thanks. Bye now.